So we're we're a Christian um, group of guys, and we're all followers of Christ. And I do want to talk a little bit about this. And I look up, and he's trying to put the camera on, and I go, "72." My strategy was totally different. I he scouted these areas, and I knew the terrain features I wanted to hunt. I think that I would rather use a scrape line because I imagine that there's more bucks hitting a scrape line because the line's longer. <laughs> <laughs> and actually lay eyes on the property first and then start you know, doing my e-scouting whenever I actually knew what it was that I was looking at. I think our deer at home have bigger ranges than we want to admit. Just I, because of the more pressure. I 100% agree. Brad it up, Kevy. Send us home, baby. <laughs> Alrighty, on today's episode, we have Devin Black, member of the team here. Uh, he was able to shoot a buck during late muzzleloader season. So we go over his um, very high hopes of killing a big deer early. We go through the struggles of late season or mid season of neighbor shooting his deer. And then we get into his hunt of muzzleloader season where he was at, able to harvest a buck. So with that being said, let's get into what makes this possible. Um, starting off, we have Kudu. Um, the broadhead that we all shoot here, it is a cut on contact single bevel. Um, they have them in a couple different weights, very sharp right out of the box. And like I've said before, they come in this really cool little package, um, kind of like a travel pack. They clip right in there and it's like a little wallet. Got six of them ready to go. It's pretty slick. Yeah. And then we also have trophy line. So trophy line is really diving into mostly saddles but they are coming out with some awesome gear packs just like for the mobile and, game oh yeah the, they are changing the mobile game so real quick um they just dropped their new um platform onyx. it's called the onyx it's got sides that are slanted for comfortable standing long term uh it's kind of like a mix between their mission their big platform and their edp their small platform um, it's awesome. We had the uh, ability to test it out at the ATA show, and we are pumped about it. So, Trophy Line, check them out. Yep. And I'll go on to Rogue Bowstrings. So, a lot of guys, they they don't think about strings when it comes to a custom bow. You know, we spend thousands of dollars on our bows. Why not spend a little bit more money on a string? We highly recommend Rogue Bowstrings. They do. They have, every string that we shoot is a Rogue. And they have different um, calibers, for like like for your hunters, for and all the way up to your target guys. Um, you know, and they're and they're in R series, a 17, a 19, and a 21. So check them out if you want custom strings, colors, whatever you want. Check out Rogue Bowstrings. And uh, we've got Premier Outdoors. Um, for me, I live an hour and a half away, and I still make it there like way more than I should. They have everything you could think of. I mean, and looking at other you know outdoor stores in the area the deals are there i mean i definitely can go there and get what i need and be beating the other you know outdoor stores around me and just the variety of products that they have and carry and just stuff that i really wouldn't expect you know a place like that to carry they got it it's and it's i mean the service you find there I mean, I ended up talking way more than I should to, you know, the salesman and just getting a good conversation. It's definitely a great place to check out. Quality of people there are awesome. Yep, yep. Well, let's get in the show. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to another Born Again Bow Hunting podcast. On today's episode, we got our very own Devin Black in house. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the 
VIP. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to talk about his late season muzzleloader buck that he shot here a couple weeks ago. Go over that a little bit. So. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to start off with an icebreaker? Yeah, let's hit him with some icebreakers. How great. Okay, so, yeah. First one. Um, what is your favorite hunting season drink? Like energy drink or coffee? Like what is it? Uh, I'm going to have to go with a bang. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's enough creatine in there to you know, get you hyped. Uh, there's nothing like getting up in the tree after you drink you know, five or six, like I'm usually on during a hunting season. And just, wait, wait, wait. How many do you drink a day? Uh, like most of the time on, on those rough days where I get off work and after I've worked at 16 and I go hunt, usually I'm on like six. Six <laughs> bangs. Six, six to ten. So, you know, shout my, out to bang. My heart could not handle <laughs> oh, it. Oh, dude. I think my heart would stop. Man, it just it gets you all rushed in a tree. I'm not falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> You're up there shaking not. like a leaf. Bucks up there just like, yeah. Yeah, boys, his, we don't have buck fever. We have bang fever. His camera's literally going. There's nothing like the creatine shakes when you get to the tree and then obviously getting the fuller. The creatine shakes. You just get the horrible rage to just poop your brains out too so it keeps you awake you don't you don't sleep it's great it's it's we don't need we don't need the sports drinks and the energy drinks to give us that we get that from just hunting big deer in general listen i don't even need yeah i don't even need that i feel like i'm quiet am i quiet no you're good i feel like i don't even need you're good an energy drink i i poop myself just being nervous going to the tree stand (laughs) Okay, and then uh, let's see. Um, what bow are you shooting and your favorite camera this so far this year? Trail camera. Yeah, trail camera. Well, I shoot the Matthews B3X. I shoot the 31. It is by far one of my top bows I've ever shot. Okay. It's just, it's actually one of the first longer axle to axle bows I've shot. And before, I really wasn't a fan of it until I finally shot this one this year. And I fell in love with it. That 31 inches, it's just long enough to where it's 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 almost like a target bow feel in your hand with also having your shorter axle to axle. Uh, so, like, you get up in a tree, you don't have to worry about limbs being up there. And it's just an incredible bow. As soon as I shot it, it fell in love. <laughs> yeah, it's because of the long riser. Yeah. That's why Matthews gets away with that. Because and I, I think that's what we all were shooting this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Kevin was shooting the V three. V three. Oh, but it, and we it were, was it was the thirty, wasn't it? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Well, they only made a thirty one, but then we were all shooting the thirty three, the X. And uh, favorite camera that you ran this year? So uh, trail camera. Wise Eye by far. I <laughs> I just hopped onto the bandwagon because of old uh, Maddie over here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I went from one, you know, thinking I was big time, big time, you know, cell cam user. And now I've got what five, <laughs> dude. Once you get one cell camera, it's like a, it's like yeah, a, it's sickness. Yeah, well they you, play you, off of each other. I mean, for real. Almost. Like, you're talking about something that costs. Yeah, you, know, you can get them fairly reasonable, a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, and. I'll be honest. I got a Tacticam. It's still in the box. <laughs> I haven't even put it out because I'm like, wait, you want a Tacticam? Uh, no, I was given a Tacticam. They said I don't know how to use it, and. Do you want it? I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'd take one for that. Oh. <laughs> Still not put up. Yeah, no <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, let's get into more of the deer hunt now. Do we want to get into, like, how 
let's just talk season about went. season right yeah. that's what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah. from day one to you killing the book lay it on us all right well this <laughs> was a roller coaster of a season like it was probably one of the hardest seasons i've ever had and you know most of the time guys say that every year i was on the highest of highs the day before season with all the deer that I had been watching every evening, every day, getting pictures of. I I couldn't believe it. The day before season, I had what thirteen bucks in the field, still in a badger Dude, and group. Some studs yeah. too. Oh yeah, members. not just like little dinkies. Like, I remember the pictures. Like <laughs> Black would send us videos of just like one fifties out there strolling, and I'm like, oh my. I think I even looked at like we talked before season started, and I think Black and I were. I was like, dude. You have the best odds of killing opening weekend. You gotta be in there. And I was in and there. And then he, he kills in muscle loader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a little late, you know. I just I just wanted to give a nice, you know, good dramatic season for everybody, you know, to view, you know. How nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I the day before season everything was looking well. And then when season started it actually wasn't going bad to begin with. I laid eyes on two of my shooters right away. Uh, my number one buck, I had him. Did you have him at like 10 yards or something, 15 yards? Uh, it or was, was like that 18, later? It was 18 yards, and it was like, I think October 1st. So like three days, four days in the season. Yeah. I seen him go in and bed, and it was late in the morning. It was like 8.30, 9 o'clock. So I figured he was going to be bedding by close. There's kind of a big, big timber right there, but there's... I don't know, a 30 by 30 yard little square of saplings. So I was like, he's just going to bed there because of the year prior, there was a bunch of bucks bedding on that hill too. Just a nice little spot where they can overlook everything. So I felt solid about that setup. I ended up sitting in the middle of this field. There was a drainage that came down and there was probably five foot weeds that had just overgrown. And I just grabbed a chair and sat right there and it was kind of a Hail Mary and it worked out kind of. Uh, the farmer on the neighboring property decided to go in there and I think he was spraying his beans or something. And two does came out. And I look back at the opening where they just come out of. And here comes two bucks and one being my number one shooter. He comes by at 18 yards. He was kind of turning broadside. Then he kind of sped up and did a trot. Ran up on top of the hill and stood there at 70 yards broadside just looking around. And I was dumbfounded because I thought, you know, it was going to happen. So I was pretty crushed. And then uh, another buck that I was chasing, my number two, I had actually had him on video on my opening day buck that I actually hit. He came out. The uh, goofy buck. Yeah, the goofy buck. I was chasing him, and he was a home farm buck. He just he kept popping up out of nowhere. I never would really get pictures of him because he was just on one little corner of the piece of uh, uh, the the field that I was hunting. He just kept bet- bedding in the beans and then just going into the wood line and bedding right on the edge there too. So it, to begin with, the season was going really well. And then all at once, uh, the farmer that actually plants that field decided that he was going to come in there and tile the field. And... Ouch. Everything, yeah. everything Ouch. went downhill from there really quickly. All the deer moved off. I wasn't getting pictures of any of my big ones anymore. 
I was defeated. <laughs> I was feeling yeah. real defeated. Yeah, it was rough. Like, because I remember calling you guys and, like, you know, what do I do, you know? And so I just stayed out of there because I figured there was enough pressure at that point in time with him tiling the fields because he was doing it for, I think it was two weeks, three weeks. It took him to do it right there yeah. mid-October all the way to the end. That's typically a pretty labor-intensive thing, plus a lot of machinery moving around. Too. Yeah, there was backhoes, and yep. it – and I set up one of my cell cams. I was when I first got one of my cell cams. I put it up, and I was just getting hundreds of hundreds of pictures of him. Just back and forth. Back yeah, and forth. him on his gator, you know, coming in and bringing stuff in. And I'm just like, oh, just please finish this up. I just need you to finish, please. So finally he finished up. And, of course, what happens when you have a bunch of pre- pressure on a piece? The deer aren't in there. It's going to take gone. Yeah, and I remember that. They were... They really weren't in there. They I mean, gone. like, they you weren't getting gone. pictures of anything. Yeah, nothing. Like, no does, nothing. It was probably the worst thing that could have happened at, at the wrong, wrong time because obviously you get in that late October, they're getting scrapes. They're going to hit those normal scrapes that they usually do, and there's always, like, a community scrape right where, like, it was, like, 30 yards from where he was actually doing all his work was the big community scrape that all the bucks seemed to hit every year. And of course, it was thirty yards away from there, so no, like nothing was touching it at all. <laughs> I still don't think they've opened it up at all. So that old boy was scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said, "I ain't going over there." <laughs> so it just, <laughs> it was a. Yeah, it didn't help that he was parking his equipment in the fields. They were tiling the field. So if anybody doesn't understand really what tiling is, they were putting they were putting drain tiles into the field. So it's basically a trencher that you know you drop like corrugated tile in. It lets it lets the water kind of. I don't know what to say. It kind of just spreads out, and it doesn't puddle in the field and stuff yeah. like that. Just more like irrigation stuff. So, yeah, basically right into season. I mean, right in the heart of it. Right, right yeah. at the right when it was just right. about to get good. Yeah, it was. It was just getting good, and um, things just didn't turn out. It just it didn't work. Yeah. Right. Right when. They became predictable, you know, they're going to be running the scrape line, some, you know, somewhat. Of course, that happened, and uh, it it just led into, you know, things not really getting any better, but slowly, slowly it was starting to get better. Deer started showing up, and then it was the second week of November. I had, yeah, a, it was the second week. had a big 10-pointer show up, like... He was a stud. I never had pictures of him all year. That, until this is the one that you filmed, correct? Yeah. Like walk past your truck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Like if Black was sitting in the bed of his truck. Oh, dude, you would have shot him at 20 yards. popped up over the bed. Just <laughs> there's a lone pine tree right like probably 50 yards from where I park my truck. And there's always scrapes around it, but I figured it was a lot of nighttime activity just because of the house being there. And, you know, I, that's what I thought. I was definitely wrong because they just walked <laughs> next to my truck and I just never noticed this before. <laughs> so I walk all the way down to the bottom of the hill and I was sitting in my stand. Uh, saddle. Oh, oh, yeah, my saddle. <laughs> sitting in my saddle, I climbed up one of the biggest trees that I could. It was actually one of the only few I could get in in there that didn't have branches everywhere and a bunch of brush on it because I was trying to be really quiet because I knew the deer bed really close to that 
So there's one kind of big bear tree and I could get up to quietly. So I sat there and that's when he came out and he just went right next to that pine tree as he was bumping this doe around. He went back to like five times and I told myself when I was walking next to that tree, I was like, I should just sit here. But, you know, I did the dumb thing for once and you did. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to put yeah. all my effort in, you know, pack all the way down in. They'll be there. I should have just sat down. Stayed in the truck. Yeah. and yeah, No joke. He pushed that doe around and just kept going right back to that tree and made... I don't know, it's like four or five scrapes. So then that became my new number one target buck. And I ended up having him, what, three different times at 70 yards. He just kept coming from across the road. And uh, he would come in, run right to the bean field, because I had the last bit of beans on in that like five-mile radius. Yeah, so he would come in, munch on beans for like 15, 20 minutes, just tear them up. Then he'd start bumping does, looking for a hot doe. And that's what he did for, like, that week. So I ended up trying to spot and stalk him at one point. So how big is this deer? Like, let's paint the picture. He is a... He was 60s, wasn't he? Oh. High 50s, low 60s. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was going to say. I was going to say 163 was my guess. I I don't think he would have had any deductions whatsoever. Maybe (laughs) maybe an inch all over. That's what I was just going to say. He was so symmetrically. Oh, he's perfect. Like, imagine the most perfect, like, just 10 point. Well, mine's a lot bigger than 160, I can tell you that in my head. Well, I'm not, like white, like white, yeah. just like kind of, not like super wide, but like a little bit past his ears, tall tines. Dude, that deer looked good. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted him bad. Yeah, and he was, you know, within a 20-yard drag from your truck, dude. Oh, it would have been perfect. <laughs> Listen, I, if I could have just got the shot off, you know, and I just pushed him in that direction, he probably had laid right down next to the truck and I just... Whole seventy yard Levi Morgan over there. Just, <laughs> I I end up trying to spot and stalk him one time. End up having him at seventy yards, and he just caught me. I was just out in the open. I was <laughs> I was walking behind him as he was going back across the road. He uh, was crossing the hayfield, and I'm just behind him the whole way. And I tried getting and you know getting up to him just to be able to get a shot, and it didn't work out again. So. <laughs> This deer was killing me. I mean, and I wanted him bad. And but on the bright side, I knew gun season was coming up because this is only what four or five days before gun season. My last encounter yeah. with him. Yeah, early so, December's gun season. So I kind of did something dumb again. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and give myself the best odds. So I did a lot of research and decided that I was gonna pick up a 450 Bushmaster. Get some more of a custom ammunition so I could be dialed for 300 yards and, you know, eventually get a shot at this deer. So I go buy this nice expensive gun <laughs> and never have another encounter with him because later come to find yeah, out find now. Out. I, I actually just found this out uh, last week. He actually was killed the Friday of gun going from the neighbor's property and heading towards mine. Where you were hunting. Yeah, and, like, I didn't realize I was hunting at that exact time, and there was a lone shot at, like, uh, it was, like, 4.30-ish, and it was probably 200 yards from me. I was probably, I don't know, 150 yards away from the property line. It was just over the property line, and I never realized it. But I was sitting right there. Like, I would have been seeing him shortly, but he had just been shot. (laughs) (laughs) And... Kind of, kind of a uh, you know, 
another uh, defeat to my season Kick at to the, the point. Head. Yeah, yeah, like, uh. I remember Black calls me one night, and he we were talking after gun season, and Black calls me, and he's like, he's like, dude, I'm just not feeling good. <laughs> and I'm like, don't stress. Like, you know, you hear shots all the oh, time yeah. Oh, yeah. gun yeah. season. And I'm like, don't stress. You're fine. And Black's like, no, you don't understand. I've heard way too many single <laughs> shots. <laughs> he goes, if it's bang, 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 he goes, then you're safe. But it's bang and nothing, nothing else. else. <laughs> he goes, that's a dead deer. <laughs> and there was so many of them. And at this point in time, I've not really laid eyes on any of my bucks, that I, my bachelor group that I've been watching the entire summer. Do you do you know where Goofy's at right now? Well, by no. chance. So we don't know what happened to Goofy? Oh, I just figured out what happened to another buck What yesterday. about that 15 point? Oh, I don't know yet. I have not had any pictures of him or anything, so. He'll be a 18 point next summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And 170. <laughs> instead of 150. I don't have high hopes. There was too many of those lone shots. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another buck that uh, I was getting pictures of in the summertime. Uh, I had... I think I'd only seen him once or twice. Uh, I called him Splits. He's real comparable to the deer I killed last year. He had uh, splits off both of his G2s. So yesterday, uh, I was talking to, or sorry, it would have been Monday night. I was talking to a lady I work with, and they had been driving by my neighboring farm on their way uh, home from church, and they seen a buck skull laying out in his bean field, and I guess it was... But uh, one of the Sundays they were coming back, they stopped by and asked the farmer if they could grab it. So I was like, yeah, send me a picture of it, you know. I might know what deer it is. So <laughs> she sends me a picture of this buck, and I'm like, great. No joke. It was splits, and he had been dead. Because when they picked him up, he had still had uh, velvet hanging off. He died at some point. I don't know if In he got hit summer. by a car or what. But wow. So another one of my shooter, how big, potential how big, shooters. How big was that deer? Uh, he was... Probably a solid 140s. He was real, real heavy. He was a good deer. Like, definitely would have loved to have the chance. <laughs> he would have got it, is what he's saying. <laughs> he was a shooter. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and so, now, talking about all these deer that, you know, I wanted to shoot that were on the hit list, and them all disappearing, and now I'm eventually finding out why. <laughs> they all did. They, they all did. <laughs> so, you know, as... The later season started rolling around after gun season, not seeing much. And then the extra two days of gun, not seeing anything really. I started getting pictures of a seven point. He was a decent deer. He had a nice frame to him, but he had a broken G2. And So he would have been an eight, but he yeah. was just broken. Yeah. At this point in time, with how my year's going, He's starting to look real good, real good. And I'm like, you know what? If he walks in front of me, you know, I'm not going to do it. Then I keep thinking, I'm like, I might do it. <laughs> I'm like, he might he might just make it. I think I called Black and just told him, like, dude, the way your season's going, there's no way I would not shoot that deer. I mean, he probably had like a 125, 130-inch frame. Like, nothing like crazy big, but with how – with like, you got to kill the top 10% of the deer that are on your property, right? Like, you can't hunt an unrealistic number if he's right. not there. So, like, starting off the season, Black had these, like, fantastic deer on his property. But then as season started to progress, it was like, eh, we need to lower our standards a little bit. 
just because of you know what happened with all your deer and nothing that you could do but right and then i started actually as the leaves started coming off i started realizing driving around the properties a whole lot more there was a whole lot more stands and pressure around box my piece blinds. than i realized yeah there's a box blind like 200 yards across the property line i never knew was there mm-hmm. until this year and with all that pressure i'm like man you know it's, i really want to kill a buck but like i have to adjust my standards based off of what's available available to me at this point right because I mean, it doesn't matter what deer I shoot. If it's a doe, I'm 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 like stupid excited, and I love it and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Just trying to find the deer that I want to take at that point in time. You know, it was the difficult part because I'm looking at that buck that we just talked about, and he's looking really good. But I'm like, that's my potential for next year. You know, because I don't know who survived this year. Right. It was a rough year <laughs> at this yeah. point in time. Now we still, now knowing. We still don't know. Yeah. yeah. So he showed up, and I'm like, you know what? During muzzleloader season, if he comes in front of me, I had decided he's probably going to get it. I I just wanted to take the best year at that point in time that I had, and he was it. So I, what was it, the Saturday? Was it Friday or Saturday? I don't remember. For when you killed? Yeah. You shot Saturday. it on Saturday because Saturday. we shot on Friday. So, yeah, so on Saturday... I went in, and uh, I got in this tree line. It's probably a 700-yard long tree line, and I'm like, I have cut corn, and then I've got a hayfield next to me, which they hadn't really been in, and uh, like since the beginning of season, like that f- few days of uh, September, they were in that hayfield quite a bit. Then it just churned, and after he cut it, they just never really went back into it. But they do cross right there. But I knew that cut cornfield was going to be my money maker. I knew there was going to be a ton of deer heading to it. So I decided to sit there, uh, and it was definitely my best that I've had the entire year. It was unbelievable. Cause, yeah, I mean, let's talk deer numbers. Yeah. So this spot last year, I was used to seeing 20 to 30 deer a day, you know, on average. And this year, I think the most deer I'd seen in a set was 13. But the rest rest of the year, I think, like, my day sightings was, like, 5 to 10 deer. I mean, it was rough compared to last year. Right. So I sat there, and it was unbelievable. I ended up seeing, like, over 40 deer. <laughs> like, it was it's crazy. It was a heck of a day. They just wanted to be on that cut corn because it was the last available, you know, food source. And sat there, and... uh yeah, I'm overlooking that cut cornfield, and three bucks just showed up out of nowhere. So I'm just a year and a half year just, old. Just like stood out. Just yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have been on my phone talking to Matt at this point in time <laughs> while I'm sitting out there, you know. And he's like, well, I'm going to let you go, you know. These deer are going to be showing up. I'm going to say, would you say 415? I said 415. And I think it was like 405. I see my first deer. And what did I call you for? I called you to talk about something or ask you a question about something. I don't know. I was on the phone for like a half hour. He's like, I'll let you go. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. I'm kind of bored. <laughs> so I, called, I called back and like not even knew that he was in the tree. And he, hello. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you hunting? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll let you go. Like, don't, don't stress on this. And no, no, I, I'm kind of bored. And he's like, I'm in a tree line. And I can see 300 yards. He's like, 
we can talk. <laughs> so we talked for maybe like half an hour. And then I'm looking at my phone like, man, it's going to get good here soon. I'm like, buddy, I, I, I'm going to let you go. I said, 415, you're going to be seeing some deer. And then what would you say, 405 they walked yeah, out? Yeah, 405, three uh, year and a half old bucks. Just a little spike, four keys come out. And they were feeding in that cut cornfield. And I may have, may or may not have been, you know, just scrolling on the phone and just looked up and I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. All right, I'll put the phone up now. <laughs> so they started uh, coming out of the block of woods and they fed probably 20 yards from the tree line and they were feeding kind of towards the tree line I was sitting in. So I, you know, did a nice scan around me and then uh, seen four or five does on uh, my, it would have been my n- north side. And they were walking down this uh, pine tree, uh, tree line. They are working down there. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, finally the deer showing up. This is starting out great. Like starting to see a few deer. Look back over and uh, I'm like, okay, there's four bucks there now. He picks his head up and I'm like, oh, okay. He's out past his ears. And I was like, all right. You know, he, he looks decent. At first I didn't really, you know, give it too much attention because i wasn't sure what deer he was and kind of just taking a survey of what's around me at this right. point in time because i'm like how many deer have i not seen so there's another buck that was coming from the block of woods out and i was like okay he's coming out later than these other guys so he might be a little bit bigger and he steps out and it's another four point <laughs> <laughs> another giant yeah. and uh there's a couple does that start coming out and then most of these bucks out in this uh, cut cornfield have kept their heads down the entire time. I mean, they're just they, out there feeding. Yeah, they're feeding hard, uh, like not even really looking around them too much. I was actually really surprised because I figured after gun season they'd be like on the high alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that buck that was out past his ears, you know, because I'm looking at these with the naked eye at like 300 yards, and uh, he picks his head up again. And I grab my binos, and I look, and I'm like, oh. Like, he's a pretty decent deer. I'm like... Especially for muscle odor season yeah. in Ohio. And at, and at this point in time, the way my season was going, I'm like, he looks real nice. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there, you know, throwing around in my head, you know, like, should I shoot this deer? And I'm like, you know, give it as much time as you can. There might be something else that comes out, you know, that you just haven't seen yet. Right, you never know. Exactly. So I was just trying to give as much time for something else to come out. And, you know, I end up having a few more deer come out, a couple does here and there, a couple other bucks. And I ended up seeing, was it 13? 13 bucks or something that evening come out. And he just the whole time has been feeding with his head down. So I really got a good look. Like he'll pick his head up and it was up for a second or two and then right back down. Now I'm like, all right, you know, he's a decent deer. I keep looking at him. I'm like, he's get, he's looking bigger. He's looking bigger. And uh, and then the, plus, like with the corn, not to interrupt you, like with the corn stalks, you can't you can't tell what he is. It, it was so hard, and it, you know, at that distance, and when he puts his head down, it just blended in with those corn stalks. Yeah. I couldn't really tell what it was. And like I said, he picked his head up for a second or two. And those other bucks he's with, they kind of turn around and they start going the opposite way. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he might turn around and follow them. You know, hopefully he picks his head up a little bit more and I can get a good eye of what he is. Well, he picks his head up one more time and I'm like, 
all right, he's good enough. And I'm like, he man. just made the list. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, he's pretty wide. He's a pretty wide deer. I'm like, man, should I shoot him? And I'm like, really trying to, you know, decide whether or not I'm going to take this deer. And I'm like, I can just hear Jerry smoke him. Smoke. And I'm like, I'm like, Jerry's going to be like, why didn't you shoot that deer? And I'm like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to take Jerry's word, you know, right here. He's just in my head, you know, just whispering, you know, like my conscience. And I'm like, well, he's done. <laughs> Jerry on one shoulder, Matt on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry says, shoot. Matt, he says, hold on a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to pause for a second. I'm like, you know, if he decides to leave, you know, I'm going to shoot it. And I was like, until he turns, I'm just going to wait. And he sat there and fed and then took, like, two steps, turning the opposite way, and I was reaching for the muzzle, and I was like, well, that was, that's far enough. <laughs> and I'm ranging him right now, and he's at, like, uh, 206, and I've got the CVA. And I grab it real quick. Optima and I, V2. Yeah. <laughs> Tack driver. <laughs> Thank you, Blackhorn. <laughs> so I grab the muzzle loader. He turns, and he starts taking a few steps, and I've got a branch right where he's stopped now and he's at like 206 and i can't get a shot at all like i'm I, the camera's shaking because i'm trying to get on this deer no it's from all those bangs uh, those bangs too <laughs> yeah, at this point dude. in time what you call it the creatine shakes <laughs> the, the creatine shakes <laughs> so there's this liminal and i just can't i can't get a shot at this deer i'm like i'm gonna have to let him get a little bit further so i'm trying to get a good rest on him because i'm in the saddle and i've let out my tether, and I am wrapped all the way around the backside of the tree, standing with my left foot on uh, my sticks because I had them kind of offset, so my platform here, then my sticks on this side of the tree. I'm wrapped all the way around the tree. Like, I've almost got my uh, my uh, D-ring all the way down to the bottom of my tether. I'm so far wrapped <laughs> around this tree to get a shot. And he, ended up, he ends up taking well, like five or six more steps out, Grab range finder, range him one more time. He's at 209, and I'm like, all right. Looked through my scope, dialed it up to, you know, nine power, counted my reticles, made sure I knew which reticle I was using. I was like, okay. I put it right behind his shoulder, and I'm just starting to squeeze. And I'm unsteady as can be because I'm kind of resting on my D-ring. I'm so far wrapped around the tree. So I re-steady re myself, get back on I just start squeezing, 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 and then boom. It goes off on that bullet, the sound it made when it hit that deer. At 200 yards, that, that 330-grain bullet makes a whop sound. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, I hit him, the smoke clears, and I see him hunched up coming to me, taking a few steps closer to me. So I'm like, well, I'm going to be a minute, man, and start reloading this bad boy as quick as I can be. Sorry. Oh, you're right. So, I reload. Uh, he's kind of hunched up, and I don't know really where he's, you know, why he's standing there or where I hit him, but I know I'm just trying to get another shot into him as quick yeah. as possible while he's still there. So, I get re reloaded. He's at 202 at this point in time, and he's kind of quartered, kind of hard. I get on him, and I'm like, aiming, aiming. I'm, I'm starting to shake a little bit. I'm like, you know, just relax. Took some deep breaths. I squeeze a shot off, and in the footage you can hear a nice click because I reloaded, but I didn't put a primer in. <laughs> so there I am, my composure just falls apart again. 
composes himself. I have the tiger. Click. Oh, it, was, it was such a good shot, too. Like, it just felt it broke so, so smooth. Oh, it was such a good shot. So now I've lost all composure at this point in time because I'm, you know, fighting for a primer. Get a primer on. Start taking some more deep breaths. And he uh, kind of turns the broadside a little bit more. And I'm like, all right, there's my shot. I already knew which reticle to use from my previous shot. Mm-hmm. So I tuck it in right next, uh, right behind his shoulder, just mid-body. And I'm on him, and I'm like, man, I feel real good on this one. Like, I don't, I just hit something as I was wrapped around that tree. I just hit a nice sweet spot, and it was nice and sturdy. Gun goes off. Here, another big whop. And he takes off, and I didn't realize my camera was in such a good position. It, it I, I moved it over right on him, and uh, I'm like, really was unsure if I hit him again or not, because... He was still standing, but as the smoke finally clears, I can see his head just hanging real low. And it just keeps going further and further and further down. So I'm like, well, he's standing there again, and I'm reloading again. I'm like, I'm going to send another one at this point in time. And about the time I get the gun up, I was going to get back on him. He just sinks down and lays down. I was like, okay, he's done now. But he was kind of in that cornfield just far enough to where – I didn't really want to shoot him laying down because I felt like there was too much corn stubble in the way. So he had his head up the last time I looked, but I didn't realize in the footage when I was actually filming him, I got my binos up, his head was up, and I'm like, well, I just need to give him some time. <laughs> it was like it was like 30 seconds later, his head yeah, was down, he, and I didn't he realize done. he already, yeah. you know, expired. Yeah, Black got him literally giving his last... His, his head just hits the dirt and has no idea that he got it on film. I had no idea, you know, at this <laughs> point in time. So, you know, I did what a responsible, you know, adult does. And I called Maddie and told him that I had <laughs> shot one. Then the, I had to call off work. <laughs> so then I called off work and... Uh, Where was I at? I was at like a family party or something, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in-laws. Yeah, yeah, the in-laws. I was at the in-laws' house. Shout out to the in-laws, but my boy Black's a little bit more important. <laughs> so I call Maddie, and I'm like, you know, you want to come? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm there. And I was like, sweet. So I tear down my set, and I didn't realize, he, well, before I tore down my set, actually, actually when, before I called Matt. So I had sent two shots at this buck, and uh, I'm sitting there. It had been maybe three minutes after that shot. I look over, and here comes a coyote, like 70 yards, just stops broadside. I'm just fighting to get this thing on camera because I'm like, I'm about to double down. I'm about to give me a coyote and a buck. Like, this is going to be great. Needless to say, he didn't stop, and I was pretty upset about it. Even after me yelling, hey, I don't know how many times to try and get this dang coyote's attention. If you know Black, he saw the coyote and was probably just as excited as the buck. Oh, He's yeah. Like, oh. Coyote, 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 coyote. oh, man, he was a good-looking one, too. <laughs> and I've already had a run-in with this guy, in a, you know, previously in the year. So, you know, he's kind of on the hit list. He's up there with number one on, on my buck list. <laughs> so I get down, and I tear my stuff down and, and uh, tell Maddie to meet me at the house, and we went back, walked down the tree line, and he brought his deer cart. That thing is incredible. And that's a four-wheel deer Four, cart, yeah. correct? Four-wheel drive, boy. Dude, <laughs> that thing looked like a Cadillac. I From where we parked my truck uh, to the end of that field, and he was probably, what, 20 yards off the tree line? 
Dude, he was. We walked it's, forever back. It's there. like 780 yards from where we parked. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Like, if I would not have brought that deer cart, there is no way we could have. And plus, it was muzzleloader season. It was. What's so funny? You just. I just remembered back to your buck, and you're like, we are not dragging this thing that far. <laughs> I'm getting a little lazy mode. Like, like I'll do anything to get on them. But once I shoot them. Getting them out, different story. Son, we get the four-wheeler, we get the, we get the truck, whatever it takes. But, yeah, we were walking back forever, man. And, like, I brought that deer cart because I knew that – I knew Black's property layout. And I figured right. I figured a couple hundred yards off the road or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy, it was like 800 yards back in the – Back in the thick of it. <laughs> and, like, that cart is incredible. Like, you're going to have to put, like, a link to this cart because I'm telling it's, you. Uh, it's the Hawk. So, like, I started off by pulling Maddie from the truck sitting in the cart, and it was <laughs> not a big deal at all. I just, <laughs> not saying Maddie's, like, big or anything, but. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a solid, like. He's a, he's a solid big buck size. <laughs> Dude, honestly. <laughs> I am, I am a solid big big buck size, <laughs> but like uh, I'm not I'm not dogging on hawk or anything. But like if they whoever engineers their like accessories, dude, that engineer is on point. Yeah, whoever does their tree stands, <laughs> and needs to get along with the the accessory guy. Yeah, yeah. Accessory yeah. Guy. seriously, like their tree stands are good, but they're not like great. Their accessories are next level. So, like, I have, like, all my screw-in stuff is, like, all hawk because yeah. they're so sharp. And, and those things are slick. And, like, the cart was, like, 150 bucks, and it's it's got, like, four wheels that, like, pivot, and it's, like, it's got axles, and, like, it's heavy duty. <laughs> you can you can throw 300 pounds in it, yeah. and, and just, all you're doing is just pulling. Like, there's no... There's no, no work to yeah. it, really. I mean, yeah. you're just walking. So, we, we took turns for a little bit. Yeah, we get all the way back... Back to uh, where I thought the buck was laying. And we start shining because I was unsure because i never seen his head go down. And I'm like, you know, let's just look to see if you see any eyes shining just in case, you know, he's not, not you know, expired yet. And we look around and I'm not seeing any eyes. And look over and I'm like, he was like down the cornrows that we were on. Like didn't even realize, oh, there he is. And it, <laughs> His head went up, and we were only like fifty yards away. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I think he's done." And I get a few, you know, a few yards closer to him. I'm like, "Oh, he's smoked." Yeah, he was toast. Grabbed him. He's just stiff as can be. And uh, I still didn't really know exactly what deer this was. But the year previously, I had an encounter with this seven point, super wide deer, late season again. He was actually, he came from across the road uh, from the neighbors. And went to the exact spot I shot him last year, around the exact same time last year. It, it just wild how close, you know. Historical data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. they do the same thing from year to year, you know. And uh, he was a seven-pointer, real wide deer, not super tall. He really wasn't much bigger last year than what he was this no, year. I mean, a few, probably a few inch difference. I mean, he went from, what, a seven to a nine, but just, I mean, just short tines. I yeah. mean, still same thing. He Big body deer, I I think like a solid three and a half, four year old deer. I th- I'm probably leaning more towards like a four year old with bad genetics. Yeah, yeah. His body's too, his body's too big in my opinion to be a three year old. Correct. 
you know, we don't have a ton of history other than just last year and like some late season stuff, some trail cameras, but, um, you know, for a two year history and what he had last year compared to this year. Yeah. I would say that he's just a four year old with bad genetics, but solid deer. Like when I picked him up, I was like, thank you Lord, because it was the most struggling year. Like, Oh, I, I couldn't have been happier. Like, when I picked him up, it was like for real. It was like a solid, like Boone and Crockett deer laying in front of me because <laughs> of the year I'd had at this point in time. And uh, end up looking at the shots. I hit him far back on the first one, and uh, somehow I don't know the shrapnel like kind of must have hit him in the leg, and that's what kind of hunched him up a little bit. And no, 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 no. People are gonna think that you shot him in the leg. You shot him like mid body. Yeah, yeah. But exit it. I don't know if it ricocheted off the rib or did. It's weird. Like entry is mid body, like almost liver. But exit is like his ham. But he wasn't quartering like that, was no. he? No. So I, so I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what happened. I I don't know if that bullet hit a rib and deflected. But then I got in, you know, with that uh, next shot at two o two. That one was up. That was that was a dime. Exa- exactly where I was aiming, like right dead on. And you know, two hundred yards is far for a muzzleloader. And you know, I don't. I'm not yeah, saying everybody should take a shot like that. But they're quite. They're capable. They're that. definitely yeah. capable of it if you take the time to learn what your gun likes. Yeah, and you're a good shot. And that gun's a shooter. Like, but either way, two shots on him. He was done in, and uh, I couldn't have been happier. That is, dude, I was pumped for you. I'm so, so relieved to be done. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. You know, you know, classic Maddie. I'm like, so how are you going to shoulder mount this thing? I, Black's like, oh, I'll probably just get him Euroed. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. He's like, ah, just think about how like big he'd look Euroed. And he's like, I might try one of those like dips. Have you ever seen that? Like where they dip them? And I'm like, so what kind of shoulder are you going to get? <laughs> I'm not a Euro guy, and that's just me personally. I agreed with him on the Euro when yeah. we were taking picks the next day. We actually talked about it. It was funny. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Black, you need to get I this think, thing shouldered. I think he's going to Euro it and do like the burn on the bone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not the dips. That's yeah, what you're burn. The burn. I think it'll look cool. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think it'll be a nice one to add for the table. Yeah. You know? save, uh, save the shoulder for next year's 170. Exactly. So... <laughs> If, if he survives. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> when we were taking picks, did you notice he had a clubbed foot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. And, yeah, like, yeah. he wasn't walking or, like, his, coddling it, it at fr- all. One of his fronts, right? I th- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So he was just, you know, he was just I, I living wonder, with it. I wonder if that wasn't something to do with the size, you know, of his rack being, like, smaller time like that. I I, I don't know. It wasn't if, – if I'm thinking of what I – Remember, dragging it in the dark and all that nonsense. It looked like a past injury to me. Yeah. Yeah, it like looked... Like, he broke it. Yes. And then, like, it healed. It, it healed and was just scar tissue, It was just, know? like, a giant like a, club. Like a, like a yeah. big... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Tough, tough thing. That just shows you, like, that deer had a broken leg at one point in mm-hmm. time, and Black had no clue in the world that he was even... Like, that deer wasn't showing any signs whatsoever. Of yet last of year either. Like... And, you know, that's a valid point. I never thought of that. Maybe the injury just kind of stunted his growth on his rack. Like, his body yeah. his body was like, hey, you know, we're going to put most of our energy into just yeah. living, not growing your rack. Because his body, like, I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. 
I just don't think that was a three-year-old. Yeah. I just really don't. I bet he heard it. I bet he broke it at two, and then his three- and four-year-old racks he were suffered. just... They, yeah, he wasn't growing yeah, to his potential. Behind. Yeah, yeah, because of it. That'd be my guess. I'd probably be. I'd probably agree with that. Well, listen, I have no regrets. He Black was... I would 100% uh, shoot oh, that deer tomorrow. Oh, like, oh yeah, no, 100%. You. Like, if I, like, looking back, I would do it again and again. Like, <laughs> like I just enjoyed that hunt, like, yeah. after the struggle of the season, and... Not only that, like, I, I enjoy bow hunting a lot, but I enjoy my muzzleloader time because now we're reverting back to that early season kind of, you know, type of hunting because now they're starting to group back up. Yep. The bachelor groups are starting to come back, you know, yep. just just at end of the year. and But they're also focusing on food sources, and I enjoy it because I get to take kind of like a tally of what's left, you know, after the year because a lot of your guys aren't going to be hunting after muzzleloader, yeah. that's kind of like the cutoff for most guys. I'd say second gun. Yeah, is second gun. Second then gun. Yeah, yeah. For most people. The 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 last diehards during uh, muzzleloader, you know, and I like to tally my deer, and I just enjoy that time of year because it's always stupid cold, and I know it's like the last pitch effort, so I just enjoy going out with my muzzleloader, and like shout out to old Beebs, like, so I got this muzzleloader from Beebs, and. It is just a killer. <laughs> I mean, two years back-to-back, 200-yard shots on bucks, and, oh, can't think of enough for that gun. Was your deer last year? It was with the muzzleloader, but it wasn't 200 yards, was it? 201. Woo! So you got a 201 and a 209? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, love that gun. Oh, boy, the sniper. Do you know why that gun's good? Because Black didn't buy it from the store, so he didn't get a lemon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Funny story. I always get lemons, anything from the store. So, like, that's just if he my can limit. buy it from another person, well, he's all for it. Except for that six five that you sold me. Yeah, that, that thing's not. <laughs> you gave away your only gem, dude. It's still a lemon. It's the reverse. It's it's the good lemon though. Like, <laughs> so Black sold me a six five, uh, Savage Axis, like just you know, like a cheap gun. And at the time, I wanted a six five. I wanted to play around with one, but I didn't want to spend like a thousand dollars to yeah. see if I liked the round. So Black's like, you know what? I got this gun. I haven't really shot much. Like you can play around with it for a little bit. <laughs> I had never shot it. It just sat in a closet because I was. What'd you sell that to me for? Like three hundred bucks? Yeah, three hundred bucks. Dude, that gun. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I have, driver. I have never shot a gun that was so tight in my life. It's a single hole at a hundred yards, like. Like, guys spend, you know, over $1,000 on rifles to shoot groups like that. And it just pounds them. Like, he sends me this group. He sends me this group, and he's like, is this a good group? And it's like half his pinky nail. And I'm like, dude, send it back to me. <laughs> we, were, we were head shooting groundhogs at, like, 330 yards. Like, we would purposely aim at their head and be like, our right, headshot only. And you just, we'd, I'd be bino and you just see the groundhog splat. <laughs> oh, my. Dude, that gun drives tax. So, moral of the story, I always get lemons. The one time I get a good <laughs> lemon, I get rid of it, and then He later, gives it to Maddie. You know, find out later on that it's just a tax driver. <laughs> so, that's cool. Oh, my. Buying used only from here on out, so. <laughs> yeah. You got anything good? Hit him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm happy for you. I'm really, I'm really glad that you got to shoot one. I really, I really got to enjoy myself too. The next day, getting with 
old old cameraman over here that takes just <laughs> like the most phenomenal like magazine photos like dude old jerry's learning learning am, his niche for I sure i am finding that just so much fun i love taking the pictures yeah, it's fun it is even kevin and i were talking we're like man we were talking actually like mid-season like yeah. i wish that we had the time to like be like okay start a little side business like you shoot a big buck hit us up like we'll come take pic like really good pictures but we don't have the time or the know. you know to do it and but if if we had the time absolutely because you man you'd get to see so many cool deer yeah. stories oh, yeah. and everything oh, yeah but it'd be sweet we don't have the time and money <laughs> but yeah i i really enjoy that and it's fun man yeah. good pictures good pictures yeah. is like it's a must yeah. seriously if you shoot a good quality deer <laughs> yeah Put in the time. Oh man, yeah, literally, take just pictures. take an hour, take a ton of pictures, yeah, and it you'll you'll that, never regret it. It makes that memory so much sweeter. Yeah. looking back at it, and you know, the, that's that's a deer I'm never gonna forget. Just everything that happened, you know, leading up to it, and then just like the photos afterwards, and then, you know, I I'm used to doing photo shoots for the you know the team, and uh, looking back, like I I can remember each one of those times. When I went and did this one with you, and then I seen that one picture you did, and you're just like grinning ear to ear, and oh, I was like, yeah. "Oh, it must be pretty good." I look at him like, "Jeez, <laughs> okay." Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. It was great. Yep, yep. Oh, it was a blast, man. No, I, yeah. Our season, our season has had a better tail end. Yeah, and still a little bit left, boys. Oh, I know. I'm going to be out there this left. weekend. Rooting yeah. for old running Jerry. I, and I got the cams running. I got the old uh, ground gold running, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna find something. Well, I hate to be like this, but you boys need some cameras. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> but yeah, there's still a couple weeks of season left here, and we're we're gonna we're gonna keep our eyes out, and we're gonna try. But regardless, we've we've had a good year. Yep. Yeah. Both in both in uh, deer and memories, so yeah. So now everybody has killed a buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because of black, I killed in Kentucky. Kev yeah. killed in Indiana, yeah. and you both killed in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's now we just got to get Cromer on a deer, and we could have a <laughs> have a full slate for the year, boy. <laughs> they, they, deer don't they run from Cromer? They I, think yeah, I would too, dude. <laughs> I think Sasquatch is coming after. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a good year, and we've been blessed, that's for yep. sure. Absolutely. Anything else to wrap up the story, Black? Mm-hmm. Nope, no, I'm, I'm good. I I hope you guys actually enjoyed hearing the story of my struggle of a year. And, like, if you guys had a year like this, like, please, like, drop in the comments. Like, if you guys want to, you know, explain what happened, like, I'll definitely love to read and hear what is going on with everybody else's seasons because the struggle is what makes it so good and so sweet. Like, I love hearing a good, you know, underdog story coming out. And, you know, it may not be the deer that you wanted to shoot or, you know, you, you eventually catch up with that booner that you've been trying all year for. Yeah, it wasn't the Instagram 180-incher. Yeah, I mean, a good story – good memory is like what it all comes down to and oh, i'm like yeah. i love hearing those stories like that's my one of my favorite things to read and watch you know like on youtube so engage with us i definitely want to hear from everybody if you guys yep. have any more yep. questions about you know what happened or 
my setup because I love talking muzzle loaders. Like I, <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> Feel yeah. free to ask. Yep, hit us up. Well, we got one more question. One more question. Yep. So what can you take away from deer hunting that has helped you in your life? If you want to take a second to think, yeah. we could we can pause and re-ask <laughs> if you want to think about it. Mm. No, I'm good. I think the biggest thing that I can take away from deer hunting uh, would be patience and just never giving up. I have, like, the craziest work schedule, uh, just a crazy life in general, like, you know, doing Army stuff, trying to raise a daughter in between all this. And I think patience is the biggest thing that I can take away from deer hunting in my life that has helped me the most. I, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes I get antsy, but then I always just revert back to what I learned, you know, from sitting in the stand for so long. Patience is key. It'll happen eventually. And it's very humbling, you know, to think back all the years where when I first starting out, if I'd have just learned patience, I'd have been mm-hmm. way ahead of the game. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I think that's it for me, though. That was good. It's good. No, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we will see you guys on the next one, hopefully with a, another deer kill from the old team here. Sure. It's a lot of pressure for us there, Jerry. Ah, that ain't no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a forky on camera. <laughs> I'll shoot it. <laughs> me, me, pick me. <laughs> No, no Good old Jerry. No <laughs> Dude, I have I know I've worried Matt a few times this year. Like I keep going, man, you know, if of course you start the season you're like I'm not shooting anything under 130. You know, and then as the season goes on, I told Matt, I'm like, dude, I will shoot the first 80 inch that walks by. And he's like, just come on. <laughs> Eat your tag at that point. Porky, yeah. Porky? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he's got so much, you know, just you know that, that I have so special, much history, special characteristics, the history. I've got a thousand pictures of you. Yeah. <laughs> You've done it for literally like six months. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that ain't gonna happen, but we'll see. You boys crack me up. <laughs> you never know. Last day of season, I would go out and shoot a forky hundred percent. You can't hunt with me. It's a buck tag that I've already paid for. Dude, if you want to go shoot a forky, let's go do it on public. Okay. For real. Okay. Let's, dude. Like, I, will, <laughs> I will. I will walk any hill. Film you anytime on public. Well, we may have to just round up the old public trip. <laughs> shoot a shoot a forky. I think that'd be fun. Any deer in publics, <laughs> that's definitely a win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. So it's hard, especially around us. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah, all you know, the public we have around. Them deer are like on pins and needles. I mean, yeah. They're like gray squirrels running around the <laughs> But I All right. We're good? Yeah. We're good. All right. doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You can always be born again. And born again is out. Peace. Peace.